Hey everyone, welcome back. My name is Evan from Beyond Bounds, and this is Season 2, Episode 3. I'm glad you guys are enjoying this new season. I'm getting better reviews than the last season, is the best way to put it. In the last episode, we kind of discussed things about the fourth dimension, and the properties of the fourth dimension, and theories on the fourth dimension, and how we're way closer to it than we actually can kind of realize. So... This episode, we're going to be taking applications from that last episode. It's okay. You don't have to listen to it. I will just broadly describe what we discussed in the last episode. And we will apply it to, as you read by the title, the theory of the mirror dimension. And I'm really excited for this episode. Let's get into it. Mirror dimension. What do we think of when we hear the mirror dimension? Well, of course, we think of something flipped. We think of a mirror. The way that most people perceive the mirror dimension is more so out of sci-fi movies, sci-fi books, TV shows, where it's a polar opposite of what we are. So if you're a happy-go-lucky guy and you're pretty nice around, in that mirror dimension, you're an asshole. And you're a very selfish bastard probably a billionaire because most of them are that but that's a different story but to get on to the subject of the mirror dimension we kind of have to get into the realm of dimensional thinking quantum mechanics but i'm not going to get too big into quantum mechanics because that bores a lot of people once you actually start getting into the nitty-gritty of the things that you can't see around us so let's just have some fun get into the general ideas of the mirror dimension and describe some things so the way that you can describe the mirror dimension is very similar to something in the parallel universe. Take two pieces of paper and draw a circle on both of those pieces of paper. Imagine that circle as our two-dimensional universe. Imagine that is the universe. I'm using a circle because circle is a, as the ancients said, is a perfect shape with no point and it all connects together. And there are an infinite number of points that you can locate in that space. So take two rectangles, or two papers, sorry, and draw circles on them. And then face them away from each other and put them together. I'm not saying to put them together facing each other, facing away. If you look at it from one side, you see a circle. You look at it from the other, you see a circle. That is the very fundamental basics that we can use of how you can describe a mirror dimension is it's literally mirrored from itself but that's a very elementary uh, example of the mirror dimension using two dimension two-dimensional thinking of course we're three-dimensional creatures and we even have concepts of the fourth dimension even the fifth i've heard up to the tenth which is a little up there but let's describe to briefly describe what I said in the last episode of what the fourth dimension is, is I'm going back to two-dimensional thinking because you can use this as a good comparison. Take a piece of paper and draw a person on it. Draw a girl on it, and she has a little safe filled with money. And you see this little drawing of this girl with the safe of money, and the money is inside the safe. In her world, she drew a, you know, it's a safe, it's a box. Nobody can get into that in her second dimension because she has the key and nobody else can get into it. Us, being third dimensional creatures, of course can just look from above onto that page and just grab the money. 
And that girl would have no idea how her money was taken. She'd have no idea. Now imagine what it could do for us in the third dimension. An example of that would be if you're holding an egg and the yolk somehow comes out of the egg and it is completely empty, only left as a shell, but the shell was untouched. That would be something very fascinating to see. And you can also imagine what it can do in our brains. They could take out parts of us that would be impossible to us. And how would we figure out how that exactly happened? It would be that it would be a trip. That's the best way to describe it. So when talking about the fourth dimension in mirror reality, we can look at it in a way of because they're in that mirror reality, we have to assume because we don't know about the fourth dimension that they do. And if we don't know about the third dimension, then that means that they don't. It's parallel. It's not parallel. Sorry, I guess you could say parallel, but perpendicular, but opposites. It's a very interesting kind of way to describe it. Imagine our universe. Imagine that circle. Imagine that circle and their circle slapped side by side to each other. Now, what's the usual picture we think of when we envision the universe? We envision those science graphs and we envision those science, uh, I guess you could say drawings, but they're not drawings. They're pictures and they're put together really beautifully. But a very common one that we see is the theory of the Big Bang. And it's that giant cylindrical tube that just keeps expanding on forever and ever. And that is our universe and our observable universe. Now, if you take two of those and if you're holding it, like holding two pipes and you put them together side by side, there is an interconnected area because it is cylindrical. That means that there is an there is a location in both of those universes where they will collide. And in that collision, there are doorways that can be seen and can be observed and even interacted with by our universe and their universe. So the theory of the fourth dimension compared to the mirror reality theory is they have their knowledge of the fourth dimension already and we don't. And they can go into our minds and they can show themselves in very vague ways and very slight ways that only if you're really searching for it, you can see. I believe that this has been shown throughout history. I believe this has been shown throughout multiple religions in the world, multiple beliefs and ideologies. This is just a scientific way to put it. And a lot of people get into the debate of science versus religion. I'm not going to get into that. I think I went into that in season one where I discussed science, religion, and philosophy. You can listen to that if you want to hear more of my two cents on that. But what I'm getting at is there are examples of this mirror reality smacking into our reality and showing effects of it. Recently, we have had multiple cosmological and astro sorry, astronomy effects in the world that are interesting. More things are being discovered every day. More things are being revealed every day in the stars, which is fascinating. 
because with the full moon out, you can only see about 300 stars. With the moon gone, you can see about 3,000. Just going off a little tangent here. Imagine if the moon was gone. We know that there would be catastrophic events on Earth and we would probably not be able to live as well. There wouldn't be, you know, there's so many theories on what would happen if the moon was gone. But regardless of that, if the moon was gone and we were still around, I believe that we would be far technologically advanced to the point to where if you were to compare that mirror reality to ours, we would be kind of on the same level. So let's say, let's let's put it this way, if we're going to do polar opposites, in our reality, we have a moon. Theirs, they don't. And because they don't have a moon, they were able to observe all of the stars. Way greater and more vast amounts of the stars because the light of the moon is the biggest block, is the biggest blockade in order to observe the observable universe. So... Let's give that presumption that we know. We would be on an equal level if we didn't have a moon. But then it gets into a sort of paradox. It gets into a sort of repeating cycle of what could and what couldn't have happened. Because if you go, hey, we don't have a moon, the alternate reality doesn't have a moon, then that means they don't have a sun, right? Well, it could, it couldn't. I guess you could say yes. It's really hard to describe in the realms of science alternate dimension theory and alternate reality theory especially with parallel universes and with mirror dimensions because it is astronomically hard to put it into the words and the realm of mathematics and physics and engineering and all of these trades and all of these practices that we study now i believe that Nikola Tesla once had a quote that said, if we, were to, if we were to start studying the non-physical phenomena, science would progress more than it ever has in the past five years. Something along those lines is what he said. And he was absolutely right because Tesla, after he died, they started getting more into the realm of quantum mechanics and they started getting into the realm of the unseeable and look at how fast that advanced us technologically. Imagine him back in his time discovering how to create light and discovering and discovering how to create all of these crazy inventions and all of these noteworks that people still don't even know about. And then what he predicted when we started studying the non-physical phenomena, it started expanding so fast in the realm of technology. But now... I feel like in the science world, we aren't doing that as much. We are doing it quite a bit, but we aren't doing it as much. We are more focused, I would say, with the larger corporations on other planet colonization and just basic engineering technological advancement stuff with like Tesla and new rockets being formed and new jets being formed. People don't have the time A lot of people don't have the time to worry about the non-physical phenomena because they have very real things going on in their lives, which is a funny way to say it because non-physical phenomena is real, but they have different things going on in their lives that are more important, and I understand that. I wouldn't say that somebody in Ukraine should be focusing on quantum mechanics right now, even 
if the, if it is their passion, I nobody's going to stop them, except maybe their government. But I believe that if certain things were to happen, and if the majority of the world just had a fundamental basics of science, and the people that make the decisions that have the fundamental basics of science, if they actually had a grasp of general knowledge, the world would be so much more advanced than it is now. There's only about, let me see, if I remember the number correctly, of the U.S. Senate, I believe that only one of 200, it's usually about one or two of 200 of the senators actually have a background in science. And they're making these science-related grants, these science-related fundings, they're making the huge decisions among the science world, and that is ridiculous. And they say that, oh, and that's what the NASA committee's for, and that's what the Tesla committee's for. <laughs> there needs to be more diversity when it comes to the leadership in the United States and the world, especially in the technological advancement department, where you want to see these men and women that can make these huge decisions for the country and for the world to have that knowledge. Can you imagine if the Senate was filled with scientists? It would be, I would say, bad juju in the world of politics, but it already is. So we've already learned from history that that's kind of how it is already. So I'm going to leave you with this parting lesson on this. We need to have more science background level politicians and big leaders to make the decisions in the realm of science. Maybe in the alternate mirror dimension there is, and that's why they're far ahead of us than we are right now. So That kind of just came up to me on the top of my head. Think about that real quick. Maybe in this mirror dimension, all of the Senate are really, astound, are really astute scientists. And that's why they are better than us, and they probably always will be. Because we have our limitations. Just imagine that. Beyond Bounds comes out every other Saturday. This time is coming out on Sunday because we're doing a double whammy for my show, the other show, The Pigeonhole, which is where I basically read, react, and get involved with the community a little bit more and have some fun. And I can have some guests on that show. I'll have some guests on this show coming up in the future. Whoever wants to submit your ideas into the Styles of Radio Discord page, we have the Beyond Bounds in, we have the Pigeonhole segment. It's going to be good stuff. The show is small enough. I'm going to be saying this until it isn't. The show is small enough to where your recommendations and your suggestions will be reviewed and they will be most likely 99.9% .9 stated on the show. I love community. I love hearing what you guys have to say about this stuff. Thank you again. This is Evan from Beyond Bound signing off.